Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For months, museums across the metro area have been closed to the public due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But in recent days, institutions from the St. Louis Zoo to the Art Museum have reopened or prepared to reopen their doors. And later in the show, we'll check in with the St. Louis Science Center and the Magic House on their plans. But the most difficult reopening of all may well have been City Museum. It's an adventure land of slides and tunnels and caves. It invites guests to climb and slide and explore. There's nothing hands-off about it. So when it reopened to the public on Wednesday, St. Louis on the Air's Evie Hemphill was there. She wanted to explore how this place, where just about anything goes, found a way to reopen in an age when fear is everywhere. So let's listen in on her visit Wednesday afternoon as staff member Ollie Weber greeted visitors at City Museum's entrance. Hi, there's seven of us. Seven? Okay, I'm going to take your paper tickets. Thank you so much. You guys are good to go. We, need a, we don't need a bag. Uh, we're not allowing re-entry right now, so once you're in, you're in. No oh, need okay. for well, that's fine. I just didn't. I always had to get a belt. And just make sure you wear your mask, please. Visitor Ashley Sanders and her family traveled across Missouri to make the most of a couple of St. Louis's go-to places that are now open. City Museum, with its multi-story rainbow of winding attractions to climb and explore and squeeze through, was near the top of their list. We're from Kansas City, so we just took the day, or well, you're here yesterday, we went to the zoo as well. It's slowly becoming back to normal, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> the zoo was fun, yeah, we had to wear a mask as well, but we got used to it. It was very hot, but yeah. <laughs> Hayden is among many young visitors. All of them seem to have their hearts set on particular attractions at the museum. I'm excited, I'm excited about the twins. Yeah. My name is Andrew and you spell it A-N-D-R-E-W. So did you just go down the slide? Yeah. How was it? Really fun. What was it like to know you were coming to the city museum today after not, not being open for so long? Um, it was just really exciting because I don't I don't really remember it when because I went when I was a little bitty kid and yeah it probably feels a lot different now maybe you're doing some of the stuff you wouldn't have done when you were littler (laughs) were you nervous at all about this one no (laughs) any uh, tips for making sure how to go fast um instead of letting your back of your shoe touch the slide sort of tilt it up a little bit my name's Glenn, and it's G-E-W-E-N. Have you been to City Museum before? Yeah, Dad took me. What's been the most fun so far? Um, the caves. I'm Juvea. This is our first time. Really? Well, you picked a good week to come. You know, it just opened after being closed for a while. Really? Well, because of COVID-19, the pandemic. But um, how's it been so far? I know it's a little different than it was before, but what have you enjoyed? I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, I really like this place. I like the slide in there. Oh, did you go on the big one? Yeah. What was that like? It was so fun and it was very fast. Staff member Ollie Weber says she's excited about finally having visitors back in the museum. It feels really good. I miss the museum a lot. It's the it's. Um, what I use on Twitter is hashtag FloorStaffFamily because we're just such a tight-knit group because we go through so much together, just cleaning absurd places around the museum that you just really bond over 
insanity. <laughs> You've got quite the clean team, it looks like, and they're just always wiping stuff down. Yeah. Okay. made a clean team is, I hope we keep that even after pandemic, just because we get so busy in the summertime that it's not up to my standards that we do such thorough cleaning in the winter to prepare for summer. That'd be really nice if we could keep the clean team year round. Along with the clean team and signs indicating one-way foot traffic, a few attractions are closed, and there are changes to the gift shop. Staff member Stephanie Vandrasic works there. It is indeed. Yes, we took everything out and cleaned it. And pretty much power washed it. We cleaned everything, and um, just started salting things back in so that it's easier to see, and. You don't have to go rummaging through stuff. We're really lightening the touch, touch, touch points, I guess. Um, did, have you found that people are still buying things? And yes. Okay. yes, absolutely. Um, the, the people that are here are ready to shop. Back outside the gift shop, Central Illinois resident Karen Swim explains what prompted her family to make the two-hour drive to be part of City Museum's first week back in operation. We live up by Mattoon, Illinois, so about a two-hour drive down. So yeah, we wanted to get out and do something and saw this was open today, this and the zoo. So we're making an overnight stay and just gonna have some fun. You know, people are a little gun shy about being next to other people. Uh, I work in the medical field, so I'm not very <laughs> scared, I guess. Like put your mask on and just keep on going because I think that Mentally, most people just need to be out socializing. I mean, I think they've done a good job outlining stuff, having lots of sanitizer. I've seen them already cleaning stuff and they just opened. Nobody had even been on any of this stuff yet, but that's good. They're proactive. And that was Evie Hemphill reporting from St. Louis's beloved City Museum. And joining us today for more of the story is City Museum General Manager Rick Irwin. Rick, welcome. Thank you very much. So City Museum has long thrived as a place without many rules. Was it a fundamental shift in thinking to have to add so many? Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. You had to, um, it was overwhelming. I mean, the place without rules, the place without signs, and the amount of signs I just purchased made me uncomfortable. But then I had to go to staff, like the crew, the people that build the place. And I was like, this is what we've, what we've got to become. And, and they recognized it and understood and said, it's just a different time. We've got to adapt to what we need to do to open, make staff and customers safe. But we just want to get back to building. Did you ever think like this can't be done and still have City Museum be the City Museum? Was that, was that thought ever in your mind? No, no, I would say definitely City Museum is not the City Museum I knew it as for the last 13 years, going on 14. Um, but I've always known our staff to adapt and, and make things and try to find ways to kind of create and make new magic. Um, so that concern wasn't there. It was more just how customers would take us in the change and stuff. But as a team, we really recognized that we needed to make changes to uh, fit into what's going on right now. And we heard from some customers there um, in Evie's reporting. But what kind of feedback have you been getting from people? So far, it's been pretty good. But I don't know who Andrew is, but I need to find that little man. He might be my next uh, employee. And then Karen <laughs> from two hours away. I love you, Karen. Thank you. Um, everything's been really positive. Um, we, you know, I think like most people, we, we've had to adapt and change our procedures as we go each day. Um, we've had to 
talk about how we address staff and customers about wearing their masks and everything. Um, but overall, it's, it's been pretty positive, and we've been worried because we're only open three hours a session and making sure that people feel like they're getting the value that they need. Mm-hmm. So you have these sessions. Like, people have to, to sign up for either morning or afternoon, and then when their time is up, uh, they have to go. Is that hard for people? Three hours is not a huge amount of time for a place as big as yours. So far, we have not hit our capacity number of what we're doing right now under COVID, which is 400. Uh, we have not hit that number yet. So people pretty much have the place to themselves. So, so that's like pretty you, cool. Yeah, no, we had a we had a members day on Tuesday and this little girl for the thir- first 30 minutes, it was her birthday. It was her place basically. And so I think most people have been able to hit the main attractions that they want to hit the 10 story slide, the five story slide, you know, all of those are open. Um, so about the time we get to that three hour mark, they're they're pretty content. So you had to add a bunch of rules. What are some of the major ones? You mentioned masks. Um, people now have to wear those if they're an adult. Yeah, I think one of the best things is, is, is the city, you know, from the zoo to the aquarium, all of us are under the same guidelines. You know, nine and up must wear masks, social distancing, hand washing. So those will be consistent throughout. And, and like everybody else, we added the additional clean teams. Uh, we have a, an alcohol-based system that comes around and gets sprayed on different attractions that are usually pretty hard to get to. Um, and just kind of making sure that everybody knows that we just need to watch out for each other. Um, one of the people Evie talked to mentioned the idea of cleaning absurd places, I believe was the phrase she used. What are some of the randomest things that you find you guys have to clean that people might be thinking, oh, wow, that's I've never even thought about what it might be like to clean that? I think just climbers in general, you know, you have so much space, but the, the system that we have, you actually spray and it lowers the alcohol on, the sanitizing on it. But, I mean, trying to clean those caves, <laughs> you clean climbers that are three stories up, These these the staff's amazing. I, I would say that it, as we went into last week, I, I was nervous about opening. I, di- I didn't know how it would go, but it was definitely staff that gave me the motivation to get us to where we are. Hmm. People were not at all resistant to this idea of coming back and, and being there for so many hours a day with, with random people. Yeah, you know, I think that's something we're still kind of feeling out. I mean, I'll be honest with you, we're seeing a little decrease in no-shows. So people, you know, that made reservations aren't showing up, so maybe they're kind of still feeling out their comfort level. But overall, those that come in, they can ask any question they want, what are we doing, and we're happy to show them. And so I think their levels of safety and comfort have been uh, successfully met. And so in terms of all of these features that you have, are there anywhere you've said, we just can't do this one yet, it it can't get clean enough? Ball pit. I just couldn't do it. I feel so bad. I, I stand on the parking lot and welcome people in. And the first thing you, you hear little kids say is they're like, oh, ball pit. And then I've got to be like, I'm the guy that shut it down. I'm so sorry. So that, <laughs> that, that, that was a really hard one. Sensible. I think every parent is going to be grateful to you for shutting that one down. Well, we had, before the process of actually the city shutting down and ourselves, we, we were spraying it and, and cleaning it every day. And we could have managed it, but it would have just been so much more stress on staff. And it is a place that I think people see a concern. So it was just an easy no-brainer to shut that down. We're talking to Rick Irwin, who's the general manager of St. Louis City Museum. And boy, are there a lot of complications that go in reopening a place like City Museum during the coronavirus. So we need to take a quick break, but we are going to continue this conversation when we come back. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com. Welcome back. 
My guest today is Rick Irwin. He's the general manager of City Museum, which might be one of the most challenging spaces to reopen in the city of St. Louis. But on Wednesday, the City Museum did it. And they're not the only ones. Magic House is the popular children's museum in Kirkwood. They reopened on Monday. Uh, Carrie Hutchcraft is Magic House's chief administrative officer, and she described that opening for us. Well, it's been really wonderful. You know, when we opened up, um, we have a very limited capacity. And so it was really exciting to see how quickly, um, particularly our members, were, ro- were so excited to come back to the museum. And they went on right away and really reserved, you know, their visits. And you could tell that there was, you know, so much excitement from our members and even general visitors who were just thrilled to be able to come back and get to experience the Magic House once again. And, uh, you know, we're, we're halfway through our very first session and, you know, the smiles on these kids' faces when they run up to the door is just, you know, it's so great to see. Now, reopening did involve some challenges, as the Magic House's Carrie Hutchcraft acknowledged. We've broken down exhibit areas for one family use to support social distancing, um, put lots of new signs up to remind people about the importance of washing their hands and using hand sanitizer and wipes um, to just really, you know, give them some extra tools so that they can feel uh, confident in coming back and, and playing with us once again. We are a very interactive and hands-on facility. And so we've, we even have um, kind of one-time user kits, if you will. So when you come in, you can get a bag of supplies that is for just your family or for, for one child's use. So it's a bag that has crayons in it and scissors in it and uh, an individual wipe, a glue stick. So some things that, you know, when you're going through our experiences, you don't have to um, – you know, use the crayons that are available to any user, you know that you're the one that, you're the only one that has touched those supplies. So some just some modifications like that that help give families a little bit more confidence in, um, you know, feeling like they don't have to share a supply if they do not wish to. Um, we have added in a, uh, hand wipes really throughout. So kind of like how you see when you go in and you get a, a grocery cart and you can take a wipe out and wipe down that cart, you can do that in our facility now too. And that, again, is Carrie Hutchcraft of the Magic House. Rick, I'm curious about you guys, um, whether you had more regulars who were, who've been showing up in these first couple days. Uh, these are sort of the, the fangirls and boys of the museum or whether there have been a lot of first timers. Oh, no, that's an excellent question. I would say the most of them are the fans. Um, I mean, on Tuesday, we had one gentleman and his family who were here the last day we were open, March 15th, I believe, and wanted to be back the first day we were opened. Wow. That um, is a super fan found, right there. Yeah. It, like, I think it's a family of nine. Um, and then I also found that some certain people, we've been doing City Museum on air, which is like a Facebook Live. And so we've had some guests and members have come in to try to find staff to meet them. They want to talk to them about the procedures they've done and what, what different episodes. So I, I say we have a lot of fans coming in first. So people, um, your staffers are developing this online following through the programming you had uh, while the place was shut? Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, I used to do my interviews in a astronaut costume, so nobody would know me. And here we have our these staff members like Angela Perry, uh, Maria Castley, C.J. Couch, uh, Stephanie, who we heard, all of them doing these live uh, broadcasts on Facebook, and it's just been great. We did just like live jazz from the rooftop for Sunset one day, and it was one of our biggest. Uh, viewed uh, shows. That's so cool. And I will say, I mean, part of what makes your staff so cool is a lot of them aren't just doing things like taking tickets. They're literally building these exhibits and they do it right in front of you. I imagine for some people, um, these these videos you put out might have been their introduction to the City Museum. 
Oh, I, I believe for sure, especially with like Angela's art projects and stuff to really get Art City, which is a fan favorite. And unfortunately, one of the things I had to shut down right now, the Magic House did a really nice job the way they found a way to package the, the crayons and everything. Mm -hmm. We're just not there yet. But having Angela online has just been a huge hit for her. Now, one of the other things, you know, you've got this tremendously talented, handy kind of staff. Um, everybody around town has been adding these plexiglass barriers. I understand that unlike, say, Schnooks, actually, I shouldn't speak for Schnooks. Maybe Schnooks did this, too. But I understand that unlike a lot of places around town, you guys actually made yours in-house. Was it hard to figure out how to make the right kind of barriers and, and get that right? No, Mary is probably one of the most talented builders I've ever met. And so just giving, I can't even explain to somebody what, what the feeling is like to go to these talented people and be like, hey, I have an idea. And they listen to you and they're like, that's kind of cool, but it'd be cooler if we do this. They, they can just make anything happen. So just going to someone like Mary and just saying, hey, I need barriers here. She found plexiglass, she built them out. They're all made out of recycled materials. Um, I mean, one of them are fence gates on both sides. It's really, really impressive what she can do. Boy, that does sound pretty nifty. So you, you're able to use all recycled materials in those. Have you been tempted to go into business and make these for other people? Uh, I, they could go into business. I'm more than happy to support <laughs> them. I, I just have no free time with City Museum right now. I work more now than when we did when we were open. What, what has been the biggest challenge for you um, in these last couple weeks of just trying to get your head around everything? Um, what, what's been the hardest part? I would say that at first it was just kind of figuring out how are we going to do this. And, and we were really, really fortunate to have people like the Aquarium, the Magic House, and some other St. Louis institutions reach out and, and share what they were doing. Hmm. Um, I was also very fortunate that Dr. Eccles re reviewed our policy and our procedures, and that was a really nice plan. So um, Premier Parks, who owns us, the GMs of all the other parks were really open to give sharing ideas. We've all opened at different times, so we've seen different things. Speaking with Meow Wolf and Santa Fe about how they're going to reopen. So just kind of wrapping my head around it, you know, getting my kids. Annie and John are both ones that were, like, pushing me to get open. And it, 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 that was it, like, wrapping my head around it. But it, then having staff... They just stepped it up for me, man. They really pushed me through. So they were great. Hmm. Is it unusual to see that level of collaboration amongst the local institutions here? On my side, yes, because I'm not the nicest person and I'm antisocial. And for a number <laughs> of years, when Bob was arrived, alive, we talked to nobody. But as we've been developing and stuff, you know, and we've moved as an institution, we have reached out more. We, we're really proud to be a part of City Music, uh, St. Louis. And... And maybe we didn't feel that way early on, but now we are, and we feel like we are a big part of it. So we're happy to reach out and want to be more a part of that uh, attraction community. Well, that's Rick Irwin, uh, the general manager of City Museum, confessing there that he is not the nicest person. What, I'm going to save this clip. If we ever, if you ever get in any trouble, we'll be ready to just play that on the just, drop just of a right dime. There. Yeah, there's the acknowledgement that he's not the nicest person, um, and I don't believe it for a minute. Um, but Rick, you mentioned some of your competitors, and one of the other ones that we checked in with is the St. Louis Science Center. Now, they're still looking ahead to their reopening. That takes place this weekend. This is also a high-touch museum. And we spoke earlier this week with the managing director of visitor services there. That's Jackie Mole. And she said the center had to close some areas even as they reopen. Getting younger kids to wear masks and social distance is not really um, something that they do. It would be very difficult. And so we've had to, um, we're, we're closing our discovery room is not open right away. Um, but we hope to have that open in the near future. Um, some of the more 
high touch areas. Um, and it, it's mostly individual exhibits. It's not whole galleries. So all of our galleries are going to be open. All of our venues are going to be open. Um, but there's just specific things that, that aren't going to be allowed to, um, to reopen right away. And Jackie Mole said that one big challenge for the Science Center has been ticketing. Unlike the Magic House and City Museum, they are taxpayer-funded, and so they've historically had free admission. So to limit attendance, they've had to think about things they've never thought about before. We're ticketing everybody to, that comes to the, to the building, um, which we've never done before. And so to, I think the biggest challenge was, was rethinking how we do our ticketing system and how to... Um, you know, manage the occupancy uh, requirements and over the course of a day, and then also give people, um, you know, arrival windows to make a reservation and, and then, you know, hopefully um, spend their day at the Science Center, but how we would manage that. And that's Jackie Mole, the Managing Director of Visitor Services for the St. Louis Science Center. Rick, when it comes to the City Museum, was it hard to figure out, um, you know, your capacity as the city has been breaking this down by percentages? Did you guys already have that? I know in the past you probably have reached capacity. We, we no, it wasn't very hard for us. Because we just go off blueprints and had to go look at areas that we had shut down and, you know, subtract that areas from what we were opening. And at 10%, it wasn't very hard to figure out. I mean, I think we closed maybe 20% of the museum. So mm-hmm. we're sitting right around 400. The, the, the Science Center did a great job. I believe they were the first ones to close down, you know, when the virus started to hit. Mm-hmm. And I really respect the way they've been, like, slowly taking the time opening. It's been awesome. Yeah, and they're going to be one of the last ones to open um, coming online this weekend. Um, they get to kind of learn from what the rest of you guys have seen in your, your first couple days. I think that's what all of us were secretly trying to do. I mean, the aquarium <laughs> was the first one. Tammy Brown and them over there, you know, is all like a big good luck to you guys. And we'll watch and see what we can learn. <laughs> now, I understand when you guys first opened, the roof was not open yet. Do you have any plans for that at this point? Yeah, the roof will open. Right now, the problems are capacity of the elevators. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, one of my elevators is down. So I need to get both of those up and running again, and then we'll look. So I was hoping to meet by July 4th. It's looking like right now July 5th might be the date if the elevators get repaired. But, yeah, we do hope to open it soon. We are going to use it for special events only, so maybe – uh, 20 to 150 people can rent out the roof through our events team and do like weddings and graduations up there in the meantime. That could be wildly popular. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've had a few weddings up there and there's always been a lot of requests. And the fact is, typically during this time of year, I'm open, so I can't use it. But now the fact that I can't get up there yet, it's open to other people. Might using that as an event space, might that make up for the fact that you have to have such smaller capacity and just have these two sessions? Um, could that be a, a necessary revenue driver? driver? Oh, yeah. It, it would be a huge help to us if we could do that as, as gatherings and stuff start to open up. Overall, has it been hard to make this pencil out? Yeah, I mean, we're not hitting numbers yet, but again, we're still, we want to show that we're taking it seriously. We're working very hard to make sure we get the place clean and safe for both our staff and our guests. And hopefully the business comes back in time when everybody feels comfortable. Now, we polled some of our listeners as part of the St. Louis Public Radio Parents uh, Facebook group, which people are welcome to join. You have to just answer a couple questions that let you write in, and we often use it to keep tabs on what people are thinking. We asked some parents, when would they be ready to go back? 
what they were concerned about. Um, Jennifer said, we aren't planning to go anywhere. It doesn't seem worth any risk or hassle. Uh, Kimberly said, the zoo was organized in plenty of open space. I love that they required everyone to wear a mask. And, and Rick, that's, of course, something you're doing, too, at City Museum. Um, Lisa says, we went to parks throughout the lockdown. It's important to get the family out into the fresh air and easy to stay separated from other families. In terms of visiting museums, we're more likely to go to outdoor spaces first before starting to go to indoor spaces, especially while the weather is so nice, but haven't visited any yet. If we were going indoors, a museum with low-touch options where it's easy to spread out like the art museum would be a more likely first outing for us than one that relies on touch for the full experience like City Museum or Magic House. So, yeah, as we've discussed, we, we know it's a challenge there for you guys, Rick. But I think it's an important reminder, like City Museum is the one go-to museum for many visiting rock stars and <laughs> movie stars. I mean, this is such a place. And I understand that your first date with your wife was actually at City Museum. Were you already working there at that point? How did that come about? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, she brought me. I was actually living in Fulton, Missouri, getting ready to go to grad school. And... Uh, she said, hey, let's." we went to the, the boathouse, and then she said we go, should go check out this museum in downtown. And that was my first introduction to City Museum. I was too big to go through some of the tunnels, and I just remember sitting outside the cabin uh, having drinks. But, yeah, that was long before I worked here. That is a great first date. And so, I mean, it seems like the City Museum now has added residents on, on two different fronts. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing quite a bit. I mean, I think we're the best last first date, the best place to lose a date. Um, we've won that a number of times from the RFT. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful place and just a, a memory for me. And what's your favorite attraction of all the places within the City Museum? You know, the PR answer is the next one. But, but don't I give me that one, PR answer. Yeah, no, I, I, I want won't the give truth you that. I, I think the one that, I'm, that means the most to me right now is Tollertown. That was the first project we did after Bob's death as a collective, and so we, we really worked together. That was a really nice one, and we've always expanded it. I also thought it added a lot to our organization. Hmm, that's so cool. And is that part, is that currently open, or is that part of the next phase? No, it's open. It is one of them that is currently open. There's one slide that's closed that we just couldn't make sure the kids could get through safely, and then the rest we shut down, okay. or we left open. Well, in our final couple minutes here with you today, Rick, um, I wanted to play one other clip from Jackie Molay of the St. Louis Science Center. Again, they're one of the last to open. They opened this weekend, and, and Jackie wanted to leave us with, uh, with this thought. Unfortunately, when we closed, we were right in the middle of our Da Vinci exhibition run, and so we've been able to uh, keep the exhibition. And so that, so the Da Vinci exhibition is going to stay at the Science Center uh, through the summer. So people will still have an opportunity to come see it before it goes away. Um, so I just want to remind people of that. You have time. Come, come back and visit us. And that's Jackie Molay of the St. Louis Science Center. Um, Rick, for those who might be contemplating a visit, but they're just not sure where they fall with all these decisions to be made these days, um, what would you want to say to them? I would say, you know, follow your gut. If you're ready to come back, come back. If you're not, I totally get it. I got two small kids in the family that I'm looking out for and, and all these employees. So know that we are doing everything we can, you know, to clean and make it as safe as possible. But if you're not ready yet, I totally get it. Mm. Well, Rick Irwin, General Manager of City Museum, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. 
Thank you. You know, I said this gives me the most street cred of all the interviews I do. <laughs> well, thank you for working that in. Rick said that to me off the air as we were getting ready to go. And I was so pleased because I got to admit, never in my life have I been associated with street cred. So, Rick, you have just made my day and possibly my <laughs> month. <laughs> so thank you and good luck to everyone at the City Museum. Thank you very much. Have a good day. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.